0: Show me. Now live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number so we've we've got some things coming up in the state of Wisconsin every year um regardless of who the governor is and and regardless of who's in office uh the state luckily does and has great efforts that that they use to attract business both out of state and those that are currently here, existing businesses, how to expand. Uh, workforce needs, like like sometimes you may be thinking about trying to find where you can actually find workers, right? Or how do you even do that? Or what's the, the future workforce uh, needs for a certain area in the state? Uh, how, how do I go to, I think I was talking about Germany earlier and beer. How do I do, do trade in Germany? How, how do I sell there? How do I buy stuff from there? Things like that. And so Wisconsin has the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation that I say does a absolutely phenomenal job, and we've got the secretary and CEO of the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, Missy Hughes, with us. How are you this afternoon, Missy?
2: Hi, Dr. Harris. Thank you so much for having me today.
1: Okay, um, you can call me Ken or Dr. Ken, and and if it's okay, I'll call you Missy. How's that? Yep, that's right. the deal. So, so I've I've watched your career, and you've you've done some. Some broad things with the state of Wisconsin, and you know, you've been chief counsel, a, mis- a chief mission officer for Organic Valley. You've worked in private business. You've you've done so much that this this job as secretary must really be like automatic for you.
2: Oh, I, you know, I only wish that it was. Um, I working for Organic Valley. You know, I worked for farmers for mm-hmm. seventeen years. I practiced law. But the opportunity to work at the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation has really given me a chance to visit every possible kind of business that we have in Wisconsin, all sorts of different communities. So every day, literally, can I have a new experience. And and oftentimes I'm walking out of that experience saying, who knew? Who knew this was happening in Wisconsin?
1: Yeah. And so... And so can you tell us what exactly does the WEDC do? We hear about it in commercials and promotions and politicians scream and holler about it and they support it and they don't. (laughs) But what does it actually do?
2: Well, really, so we're the state's lead economic development agency. And what we do is we think about how can we be sure that every Wisconsinite has the opportunity to prosper. How do we create an economy where everyone can fully engage, where everyone has a chance to get to work, to stay at work, and to be really successful there? Um, so we support small businesses all the way up to the the biggest of the big, whether it's you know Milwaukee Tool or uh, Microsoft um we support communities as they do projects to reinvigorate their main streets or their business corridors so uh, and and you mentioned you know we help businesses learn how to export and we we help businesses think about how can i take part in the global marketplace so the breadth of what we do is is really um pretty tremendous and we do it because we have an amazing group of people who are really dedicated to their work and working with communities and working with businesses on a one-on-one basis.
1: So I, I'm, I'm looking and you've got this Marketplace Wisconsin event coming up and it's, it's early December so we've got enough time to really really learn about it and hear about it and sign up for it but it's at the Baird Center and I went what is the Baird Center? And then I realized you know they, they have all the you know downtown and you know building up that that commercial space downtown renaming and all that but that's that those are some of the things that the WEDC assists in building out businesses and cities and towns and making them more robust
2: yeah absolutely and you know having a place where you can convene these types of occasions and and get everybody together is a hallmark of a really healthy economy and, you know, good efforts to make sure that people can learn from each other. Marketplace is a great example of that. This is the 42nd year that we'll be hosting Marketplace. And what it is, is a a two day event where um, we have a chance to really educate businesses about opportunities and how to grow. But also it's a tremendous networking opportunity where businesses have a chance to see you know how can i team up with other businesses how can i team up with government to be successful so it's it's a really it's a really cool event
1: now now what's the contracting academy that there's a virtual so the, session that's on the 5th right
2: yeah so so the so the event is on December 5th 6th and 7th on December 5th we have a virtual uh, learning opportunity, and it's called the Contracting Academy. And it is the opportunity for you as a business owner to think about how can I contract with the federal government or state government? Because if you think about it, the federal government especially, and, and often the Wisconsin government government buy stuff all the time. Yeah. They're buying, you know, they're buying, um, you know, not only are they buying equipment and things that you would normally think of, you know, like computers and desks, but they're also buying services. They're buying photography services. They're buying catering services. So every type of business has a chance to contract and enter into business with state government. And so on December 5th, in a virtual uh, atmosphere, we're teaching folks, this is how you do that. This is how you find out what opportunities there are. And then this is how you try to achieve those opportunities, whether it's by responding to a request for um, information or whether it's actually entering into the contract with the government.
1: And so you mentioned the 6th and 7th, that's going to be an in-place session for Marketplace. What's what's that about?
2: That's right. So starting on the afternoon of the 6th, there will be more educational workshops and, you know, chances to learn about more specific things that you need to know as you're growing your business. The night of the 6th, there's an amazing reception where, you know, folks really have a chance to network. And then on the 7th, there will be continued educational opportunities, but there's also an exposition where you have a chance to share, you know, what your business does. You can have a table and you can, you know, share with other uh, businesses or with government entities, what kind of a business you have and, um, you know, show, show your goods.
1: So then I can show up, I can network. Will there be an opportunity to network during the contracting Academy or is that just a one-on-one thing where I'm just learning?
2: That's a virtual thing, so you're just learning. You know, sometimes there are small breakout sessions and right. things like that. I'm not sure what they have planned. But really, if you're interested in the networking, I would encourage you to look at your schedule and see if you can come to the in-person event.
1: And so what's new there? What's what's going to be new at the Marketplace this year?
2: Well, new this year, we really have um, more opportunities for People to work together where we're shifting a little bit. Um, sometimes we had had a longer time uh, for both days, but we've really seen that, you know, small businesses can only commit so much time to being away from their business. So we are, we're jamming in um, all sorts of interesting things um, as, as much as we can into a shorter timeframe. We also have a particular sessions called Going Global, And this is really thinking about, you know, how can you export? How do you learn about exporting? And then finally, we've got some new tools that people can use. One of them is this amazing tool that we have. It's on our website. It's called Size Up Wisconsin. And you can go into that website and you can say, okay, I want to open a coffee shop. And I want to know how many other coffee shops are there in Milwaukee? And how much are those coffee shops paying their employees and where are they getting their coffee from? All of that information is on this tool that's called size up Wisconsin. And so we're really wanting to introduce folks to that tool and, and uh, get them using it so that you can have more information, the more information you have about your business, about your market, the better you can do.
1: Marketplace Wisconsin, December 5th is a virtual contracting Academy online And then the 6th and the 7th, it's live at the Baird Center in Milwaukee. How can we get more information about WEDC and the Marketplace Wisconsin?
2: So Marketplace Wisconsin has its own website. It's called MarketplaceWisconsin.com. And where you want to find more stuff about WEDC and how we help businesses is at WEDC.org.
1: All right. Thank you so much. Missy Hughes, the secretary, CEO of Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. Have a great weekend, and I hope to see you there. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. 833-212-1017 is the number. When we come back, top five at five. I got some strange stories that you want to hear from out of town, in town, and around town. I want to say thank you to Missy Hughes, again, secretary, CEO of WEDC. I think... It's important that we we make sure that we um, attend those types of organizational events so that so that when you complain about what the what the state is doing for you and what you can and can't get right here, you hear right here on the truth, all the things you can do in order to be in business and to win.
0: You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017TheTruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017TheTruth.com.
1: you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 just might be the number.
0: Number five.
1: I heard a story and it was interesting and it was yeah. The mayor of one of the largest cities in America announced today in a Opinion piece that he's leaving the Democratic Party and becoming a Republican. In a Wall Street Journal op-ed, the headline, America's Cities Need Republicans and I'm Becoming One, Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson explains that he's leaving the Democratic Party because the future of America's great urban centers depend on the willingness of the nation's mayors to champion law enforcement. I'm sorry, law and order and... Practice fiscal conservatism," he said. "Our cities desperately need the genuine commitment to those principles, as opposed to the inconsistent, poll-driven commitment of many Democrats that has long been a defining characteristic of the GOP. And in other words, American cities need Republicans, and Republicans need American cities." He continued, "When my hero, Thurgood Thurgood Theodore Roosevelt, was born, only twenty percent of Americans lived in urban." Areas now by the time he was elected president, it was forty, and today it stands at eighty, and American cities go, so goes america and he's talked about there's racism in the Democratic Party, and that's the eight hundred pound gorilla that no one is discussing so that's an interesting change that's an interesting uh, and of course all the all the people that supported him you know blew up the you know. Blew up the website and oh my god, it's terrible. It's great, it's this, it's that. But I'm I'll have to figure out whether or not the mayor in Dallas runs partisan or bipartisan or nonpartisan. So how can you run bipartisan anyway? Well, yeah, eh, whatever. It's Friday. Um, we'll just keep going. Number four. There's an investigation underway after the body of a 63-year-old was recovered from the Milwaukee River downtown. They say the body was recovered at about 7.45 this morning um, in the Milwaukee River near Highland Avenue and King Drive. The cause of death is under investigation.
0: Number three.
1: I know y'all wanted to hear about it, so we're going to talk about it. Democratic leader of the state Senate has introduced a revised recreational marijuana bill that would expand how much cannabis an adult can possess and create a pathway to expunge low-level cannabis convictions. Senate Minority Leader Melissa Agard, a longtime advocate in cannabis on, of cannabis legislation, made some changes to legislation she proposed last session that would fully legalize cannabis for adults over the age of 21. The bill faces an uphill battle as top Republicans have been for years strongly opposed to recreational use, but are open to some form of legalization as long as restrictions are in place to ensure it's used for medical purposes only. These are the same people that go out and drink every day and get drunk and get in their car and drive home. Telling themselves they're not intoxicated. So what's the, what's the deal with weed? Let's legislate it. Here's what I think. I think they're taking their time because they know they have friends that are putting together all the money and all the investment and all that so they can get together. And as soon as they legalize marijuana, boom. The people that smoke ain't going to be the ones that's selling it. That's just me. And when it comes to marijuana, I am a conspiracy theorist. Number two. Two Republican lawmakers are proposing to remove Wisconsin's membership from the nonpartisan national organization that is allowed to state elected officials to catch scores of voter fraud cases. Senator Dewey Strobel of Cedarburg and Ty Baden of Hilbert released legislation this week that would remove Wisconsin from ERIC, the Electronic Registration Information Center. And the organization comprises 25 states and has been a target of Republicans since. Donald Trump launched a baseless campaign to discredit the election systems in key battleground states, including Wisconsin. I say, um, that's Bupkis. I say, if you're going to have a system that can actually catch people who commit voter fraud, it seems idiotic that Republicans got, call, got caller ID, got voter ID to actually stop people from committing voter fraud. And then want to stop the electronic means of people committing voter fraud. Does that even sound right? All right, Is this number three or two? Huh? It can't be only rent. What? Number one. I guess I got to have. Well. I'm going with it. I'm going with number. Number two. Because I got two number twos there. <laughs> hey, I went to public school. You know, count to five. Sometimes it's six. Sometimes it's nine. Eh, I'm just saying. Um, one day after a $600 million state and local funding proposal for AmFam Field, um, doing renovations unveiled a $600 million public financing plan for another Major League Baseball Park surfaced in Florida. And the new state and proposal for Tampa Bay Rays would be tied to what? An 86-acre Commercial development. Housing, hotels, retail space, all that, right? I've never understood why we never built up the valley between Pottawatomie, who else is down there? Palermo, all that, and the ballpark. Well, we'd lose parking. There's a lot of space between Route 175 and 16th Street. What am I missing? Well, the proposed upgrade home for the Milwaukee Brewers comes with no such development plans within the roughly 90-acre stadium parking lots, despite Mayor Cavaliers Johnson pleas for a tax revenue-generating project. Good job. You need some backing on that, Mayor? Give me a holler. He said that there's something I think we should push the Brewers on to make sure that we don't have, 20 years from now, a sea of parking around AmFam Field. We should see some more of that. I, th- I think I think that is a phenomenal idea. And I think if the, if the mayor wants to come on and if he wants to tout that and if he wants to push that, let's start pushing. It'll build up the neighborhood. It'll build up the city. It'll build up the town. Now, if you could come up with stuff like this and plan it and write it down and put it in your plan for the next four years, I got you. I'm just saying. I think that that would be an absolutely phenomenal idea to... Bring about economic jobs, prosperity, all sorts of things here. All right. I guess we did two number twos. So this was actually number, I don't know. We're just going to go six. Number one. So I wanted to leave you with something light, something nice. Beachgoers in Port Washington came across an unusual sight last Friday. Fox 6 News was at the Lake Michigan shore around 2.30 p.m. as crowds flocked to the waterfront to see flamingos. So many, in fact, that police had to take control over the parking situation. They said the, in, a, in a social media post, the parking lot will be restricted to handicapped parking only because so many people came. And also, parking on Wing Energy's property is prohibited. Uh, Birdwatchers said that they came to South Beach and said they believe that Hurricane Idalia swept the flamingos north because they don't belong in this area and it's starting to get cold. And so the zoo in Milwaukee uh, shed some light on the situation. They said they're not birds from Milwaukee County Zoo. They don't appear to be from any other population managed by professional care. Their flamingos natural range is coastlines along the Gulf of Mexico, Florida, Lower Atlantic states, Caribbean, Central and North and Northern South America. So the recent severe weather in their natural range has resulted in reported sightings of birds, isolated individuals and small groups in many states where they are not usually seen, including you ready? Pennsylvania, Indiana and Ohio. So you wonder, can they eat? They eat aquatic insects, um, algae, none of that we have here, and other small animals that live in shallow water, so what do they do? When will they leave? What can people do? well first, stay away from them, you stress them when you come around them. you know the way some of y'all come around me, you stress me, you stress me um and and so play you know make make sure you um stay clear, call someone so the um Proper authorities, maybe from the local zoo or animal care, can come and make sure they're taken care of and that they're not overrun by people. And they do annual migrations, but you've you've got to believe they're they're able to fly long distances. And so as it starts to get dark, they'll probably start to leave and fly off and go on about their way and be done. So But I think it's pretty cool. Flamingos. I've never seen a flamingo up close. I've never seen it. I think I'm going to drive to do everything I just said and I do. I think I'm going to get in the car and drive to Port Washington so I can look at the, at the flamingos. I, th- I think that would be pretty cool. I do. I do. I actually think that would be pretty darn cool. And while I'm telling you about everything, I want to tell you about Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin. This is the time to replace your drafty old windows. Not during the dead of winter. Pella has a great deal going on. And so I'm playing hit or miss because I don't know whether to put my screens in or put my glass in because it's, you know, one day it's warm. Like today, I think the high was 75, but it really wasn't 75 because it felt a little cooler. And I put a sweatshirt on and I said, well, you know what? I'm not going to wear a jacket because I have a sweatshirt on and it's going to be 75. It didn't feel like 75. it's was a little cooler. And so as it gets colder, you don't want to wait till the dead of winter because Pella has a great deal going on. For as low as $19 a month per window and $75 a month on patio doors, they can install them complete with no mess and no hassle, leaving nothing but perfect results. Visit PellaWI.com. That's Pella WI. annual percentage rate for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. That's PellaWI.com. Offer ends 930. That's September 30th. This month of this year, 2023.
0: More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth. The Truth app at 1017thetruth.com.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Black-owned business give back is back. And we've teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2023. So to sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com blackbusinessgiveback.com That's right. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth. So for official rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com, Associated Bank Member FDIC and Truth Nation, it's time to elevate and level up your business for the Forever Media's Lead the Movement Conference. This conference will teach you how to lead, effectively innovate, talent acquisition. Okay, I won't read it anymore. Okay. (laughs) Sherwin did it too, didn't he? See? And what do we have in common? Who do we have in common? I rest my case. I rest my case. <laughs> you know why? Because it's Friday. So I'm just saying. So I was reading something I wasn't supposed to read. Now I got two of these and this. Uh, uh, huh? Uh, I quit. I quit. I'm going home. 25 minutes. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going home. So I think first of all. What do you think about the, uh, you know what? Oh, Oh, since it's blowing up, I should kind of check it out. The last, the flamingos are today. A lot of my friends are up there right now. It's a traffic jam to see these birds. Why? I don't understand why. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman. All right. The caller said, Doc, let's sign up for... Um <laughing> awesome, Doc. Thanks for having a lady on your show. December 5th is a great day. Jay-Z and the caller's birthday. Who cares? Who cares if it's Jay-Z's birthday? Who cares if it's the caller? Well, I care if it's the caller's birthday because they're a fan. But jay Z, nah, I don't think so. Nah, I don't think so. Let's sign up for the... Going global. Who's gonna go global? Are you gonna take my show global? Yeah, right. Anyway, eight three three two one two. You can tell. You can tell it's Friday, right? Again, I want to say congratulations to D for being um, one of our uh, one call that's all qualifiers for the five thousand dollars. So they'll be letting you know when they're gonna pull it and let you know when you're gonna get it. So make sure you do that. Do do you want the Brewers to build out? around the park. Should the brewers be responsible for building out? I say yes. And if the brewers believe, see, here's the deal. Nobody wants to pay for it, but everybody wants revenue from it. So Mr. Mayor, if you're going to want it, I say build it out and we keep it. See, I don't know what kind of contract you have with the Brewers or anybody with the state or whoever owns this monstrosity has with the Brewers. But if we're going to do anything and take some of their parking, well, you know, we have a culture of tailgating. Well, you'll have a culture of tailgating with less people. But if you want stuff fixed, you want maintenance done, you need to generate revenue. The city and the taxpayers can't always get you off the hook. We're paying too much right now. Kick in. You're a billionaire. Kick in. Pay some money. That's all I'm saying. And that means let's develop some land around there. It was always bizarre where we built Pottawatomi Hotel. Now, I get it because Pottawatomi owns the land. So they can build what they want to build. That's true. But what about other hotels down there? Did we not build other hotels to appease Potawatomi? Or are there opportunities? I mean, think about if you were at a hotel that was across the street from the ballpark, that was up the street from the ballpark. The hotel we have near the ballpark down on National is about as big as a minute. And so you can't really have a lot of people in there. You ever been to another ballpark where they have stadiums around it? Like you go to St. Louis, you could be in walking distance to the park. Because I guess they don't have parking, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they have parking. But I've I've been there, and you can see the stadium right there. But for some reason, we just don't um, take advantage of that. We just don't show up for that development. So if we're gonna develop anything, let's develop around the stadium. Let's let's build some. Hotels and development and shopping and all sorts of things. Get it vibrant and keep it vibrant. And I think that would be great. I think that's what we need. And this is something that I wanted to cry about today, but I really can't cry because it's, it's well, it's major changes are on the horizon for one of Milwaukee's most problematic streets, Sherman Boulevard. The street, notorious for speeding, racing, and reckless driving, is set to undergo a significant transformation. Mabel Bell, I'm sorry, Mabel Lamb, Executive Director of the Sherman Park Community Association, has been outspoken advocate for change, resides on Sherman Boulevard, and has consistently raised concerns about the issues plaguing the area. Lamb said, and this is from I don't know where this is from. Did I copy it? Oh, that's a good question. Anyway, my apologies. Um Sherman Boulevard has been a hot corner for a long time. Thousands of cars use this street daily, creating a constant stream of traffic. Proposal known as North Sherman Boulevard Project aims to rebuild approximately two miles of the street, stretching from Capitol all the way down to North Avenue. Construction is scheduled to commence late 2025 and conclude in 2028, oh my goodness, that's three years, a timeline deemed aggressive by project engineer David Tapia. Primary objectives, slow traffic down, enhance bike friendliness, curbing, reckless driving. These goals, uh, these goals address problems that have persisted for decades due to well-intended but flawed designs. No, they're only flawed now. They weren't flawed then. Uh, Sherman Boulevard, once narrower, and adorned with large flower beds in the 1930s has since been had its lanes widened, parking spaces expanded. project aims to return the boulevard to a design more reminiscent of its early, safer configuration. This will involve narrower travel lanes, protected bike lanes, and reducing parking spaces and Of course, public input is is currently being sought for the project to learn more about it, go to improve Sherman. B L V D that's improved Sherman B L V D dot com. Hmm. And this came, looks like it came from TMJ Four. my apologies. They got to move out of Sherman park by the time they start. It's in 2025 and it's 2023 right now. <laughs> so Yeah. Now i got to come up with alternative ways to get to and from where I'm going. And how do you do that? I know what I'll do. i got exactly what I'll do. You know what I'll do? I will. Take the bus. Oh, wait, the bus runs down Sherman.
0: You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: The truth in the afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833 212 1017 is the number. I want to remind you tonight, six o'clock. Tory Lowe shows coming up 6.30. We got pregame, and at seven is the kickoff for Market Hilltoppers taking on their conference rival, undefeated Sussex Hamilton Chargers. High school sports on the award winning 1017 The Truth is sponsored by Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. So make sure you hang out tonight. So when I roll out, Stay on, listen up, and check out the football game, check out the pregame, check out Tori Lowe. Got it? But if you miss it, you can never miss the show. You can stream us on multiple platforms, the Truth app, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on YouTube. Just make sure you go on and search 101.7 The Truth Live or Truth in the Afternoon Live and boop. My face will pop up, and I think if you keep scrolling through, everybody's face will pop up, and you'll get to listen to shows and watch shows after they actually aired. Um, The caller said, Doc, I'm not just a fan of your show. I'm a significant contributor, brother. Really? In what way? Sherman Park is known for more than the dummies who drive like fools. People who are lucky enough to grow up near Sherman Boulevard in the 80s know it is a beautiful neighborhood full of the working people that the rest of this state depends on. True. Not all of them, but I get it. Sherman Park is one of the most stable communities in Milwaukee. Um I like it. Wish it were a little safer. I have to say that I wish I actually wish it was a little safer. But um by and large, I like the neighborhood. I really do. I like the neighborhood. I'm just I'm I, I gotta follow up on um the Dallas mayor that's leaving. That just kinda rolled out Mayor Eric Johnson and I wonder what people are saying and pontificating um about him in Dallas, and yeah I mean, it's a nonpartisan position, so i'm I'm just trying to understand why he would say, but I guess I guess he can do what he won't. I wonder how his reelection bid will go. When, when did he run for office? When is his re-election up? I don't know. Um, but some people said, you know, right? Switching parties. People didn't know he was a Democrat. So I don't know if having to switch to the Republican Party to be pro-law and order, low property taxes, and fostering a good business environment are things that Republicans are the only ones that do. I'm just saying. The fiscal restraint thing, I get. Republicans... Spend like drunken sailors, so I'm just saying. And then they want to charge everybody that got jobs to pay it, and I got a little, I got a little bit of an issue with that. But by and large, he's exercising his rights as a citizen of the state of Texas and the city of Dallas and good old U.S. of A. And I hope he, I hope, I hope he, yeah. People who didn't move to the mill before the 90s have no idea how wonderful it was. You missed it. No, I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it. I have actually visited Milwaukee before I moved here. Duh. Sherman <laughs> oh. Park is always a very diverse community. What does very diverse mean versus diverse? Is that the difference between really and really, really? <laughs> it's Friday. Always at work say global warming has flamingos in Wisconsin in September. No, it does not. That makes no sense. And I know you just wrote that because you wanted to hear me say it. That makes no sense. The wind and the storms took the birds off course. What's wrong with you? Global warming. So they went somewhere cold? Okay, that makes no sense. 8332. I'm just saying. I went somewhere cold because of global warming. Hmm. A three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. <clears throat> so before I get out of here, I want to read a story about someone who has not only been a staple in the city of Milwaukee, but has done um, some phenomenal things in the city and has been the director of an organization that has that is really done miraculous things. You know, and we spend a lot of time talking about boys and how boys are bad and boys need help and boys don't have fathers and boys and it's all true. Don't get me wrong. And yet from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel there's an article by Kathy uh, Kozlowski If Jerry Howes could name the biggest gift she gave the hundreds of girls and people she worked with, what would it be? And she said in the Women Who Open Doors podcast in 2020, I fight for them. The former Pearls for Girls for Teen Girls executive director and 2023 Milwaukee Woman of Influence honoree built a legacy to help others find and show their resiliency. Howes, 56. Who lived in the Milwaukee area, including Wawatosa, died September 17th after having a rare kind of cancer for a bit more than two years. Howes had been Pearls for Teen Girls executive director since 2015 and worked for the nonprofit for over 25 years. Pearls for Teen Girls serves girls in fifth through 12th grade with a girls first, girls lead approach, according to the website. Pearl's groups in the Milwaukee area emphasize career exploration, college readiness, and leadership. And Howes' work with the organization garnered the attention of Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley, who posted on his county executive page, his Facebook page, that Howes radiated love, positivity, and unity. Overcoming the death of her parents at a young age, being a teen parent, surviving domestic violence, overcoming addiction and homelessness, Howes used the lessons she learned. To inspire many girls toward greatness, says Andrea Garcia, personal teen girls program manager. Garcia said life knocked her down and she got right back up. Within her journey of life through the ups and downs, she never lost her authenticity, passion, or love. And when House was a child, she explained to women who Open doors podcast host Julie Kosich Collins. She was part of a loving family where She was afforded nice things. But in middle school, it went downhill. Mom died. Dad's broken heart by his wife's death turned to drinking, died a year later. And there were custody battles. And she and her twin sisters lived with a guardian and detailed the psychological and and emotional abuse. And it was told she was fat. She was ugly. She would never be anyone. No one would ever love her. And then her twin sister and her were separated when they needed each other the most. She became a teen parent moved to from Chicago to Milwaukee for a fresh start as a single parent, hired by Aurora Family Services, where she helped families. She helped my family find housing, says Shakia Smith, who's now a lawyer in Milwaukee. When I moved from with my mom, we were homeless when I was two. And so... She was also with Pearls for Teen Girls in middle school and became a teen facilitator. And so she helped me see I could do anything I wanted to do. So I just wanted to take the time to say uh, she will be sorely missed. Miss um, Howells, who's the executive director of Pearls for Teen Girls, who's done amazing, amazing work for that nonprofit and the girls and women of the city of Milwaukee. She will be sorely missed. um, To the family, God bless. Um, A celebration and a memorial for her is being planned, so make sure you check out updates at caringbridge.org. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Make sure you hang out for the baseball, baseball, the football game tonight. See where I'm thinking, right? Milwaukee Brewers, first place. And um, stay safe. And um, tell somebody you love them. Ria, I love you. Have a great, great weekend. God bless. Take care. I'm out.